everyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Cult and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Greetings, listeners here and there and everywhere all across the land. This is the Men Church Stuff Podcast. I am one of your hosts, DJ Culp, as always, here with my beloved brother-in-law, Brad Coleman. Brad, what's up, man? Happy Tuesday. Howdy, y'all. I'm doing pretty good. We are very sorry that we didn't drop this episode yesterday on Monday, um, but well, it wasn't recorded yet, so we it has not been. Yeah, it had not been recorded. Yeah, last week our just our schedules just didn't line up. Um, it, was, it was a crazy week for me. Yes, it was a crazy week for you. Um, I'll just go ahead and and share just a uh, real quick that that Brad's youngest Hannah um, had a medical situation. She's she's fine, um, yeah. but. Brad wasn't really in the. It's a dad. He just wasn't in the frame of mind that we need to that yeah. we need to be to just shoot the breeze and, and enjoy life, you know. So. Well, and the one time that we did finally sit down and go, okay, we're going to record this. Yep. Tabby called before we even got started. Like we were on the 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 the, the Zoom, but like before we got started, Tabby called. I was like, hey, you need to come pick Hannah up. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's. So I was like, okay. So here we are today. Yeah, so here we are. And funny thing, by the way, about that particular that particular Zoom call that you were talking about, Brad. Um, so listeners, uh, my family, I don't know if I said this at Christmas time, but my family, I like to compare to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that is... I mean, am I right, Brad? Like that's that's our experience. Except we all we all actually do like each other. Like yeah. we really love each just, other very deeply. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm cousin Eddie or not. Yeah, I don't, dude. I don't know who cousin Eddie is. Yeah. I don't know, but um, <laughs> so Brad and I were talking about family vacation, uh, which we're gonna try to try to get get going this summer. And we needed to make a Zoom call to make just make sure that everybody was on the same page about things. Because we weren't. And <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know, it may it may show up uh some sometime down the line. But listeners, I did record the Zoom, the Zoom call between uh Brad and Tabitha, me and Shara, and then um and then my parents. But let's just say that it was there were there were moments of frivolity <laughs> how's that it was there were moments that got that got interesting but anyways Wait, why are um, we here what are we doing again <laughs> no what are we talking about so topic today uh it's actually near and dear to my heart specifically um i have been enthralled uh with like in the last i don't know probably six or seven years of thinking about what it's like to 
think about faith, think about my own faith, think about uh, the way that the way that Jesus wants to think about faith, but from the frame of mind that a skeptic holds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, about being a Christian and having like when I say having to, I like I, I take it as a privilege. I enjoy living um, living in a, in a, in a secular world among, among, you know, non-believers and just, I, I really enjoy the, the, the contrast. Um, some people don't, but, um, I, I always find, I always find it really interesting to consider, um, you know, the, the side of skeptics, but Brad, real quick, just, uh, just kind of get things rolling. What, uh, what is your, like what's 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 maybe one or two one or two examples of stories that you have dealt with, you know, like and it could be sharing your faith with a skeptic or just mm-hmm. you know speaking speaking shooting the breeze living life with the with someone who who's a skeptic and and let me let me do this by definition I'm thinking of skeptic as somebody who already kind of has their mind turned off to Christianity not somebody who's indifferent or neutral. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so I'd even argue maybe your definition is more of a cynic than than a skeptic. Yeah. Well, um, and and but, but for some, well, but for but for our definition today, we're going to call it a skeptic. I mean, it can, this. I think skeptics can be cynical too. But yes, yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I, I guess I say that because I think oftentimes someone who who is skeptical is they're willing to be convinced, right? Mm-hmm. I want to hear your evidence. Oh, I so, see what you're saying. Whereas okay. the cynic is like, nope. Nope. I've already got my nope. my mind made up. Right. I, I think that's fair. All right. Again, though, we're arguing about semantics. Um, right. An example. Uh, so I, I've talked about before. Like I love God's divine appointments because I can't miss them because I don't know when they're coming. He plans them uh, running into to people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where at times, sometimes during that or after I'm going, okay, that, that was a divine appointment. Like, like you, you plan this. Um, so we live right beside the church. Right, we have a window that overlooks the church in which I pastor, so overlooks the parking lot. So I peered out of the parking lot one onto the parking lot one day, and there's this guy, uh, who's shirtless, who's got his boots off, sitting there, and he's kind of laid over um, one of the car stops, you know, the little uh, wheel stops, the cement. Mm-hmm. barriers yeah. you know and yeah, he's kind right. of like he's got his kind of his knees up over that and he's just laying on the concrete in the shade of the church and i'm like okay i have no idea what's going on here who this guy is but usually when i see something like that i'm like okay well the pastor should probably go see what's going on yeah <laughs> if i guess i guess if anybody should i'll probably right, I, it'd, i'll it'd let him the, know it'd be the pastor you know, i'll yeah, let him but... know that he should probably <laughs> Hey, go. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I walk over there and and it was, a, it was a hot day. It was a really hot day. It was in the summer. And I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going? And he kind of looked up and, you know, part of me was like, okay, he hasn't passed out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's lucid. He did, not, he did not appear to be strung out on 
on anything, which is also good because I've had the experience too. Yeah, uh, yeah. With with running people, um, he's like, "Man, I'm just hot, and I'm just trying to trying to cool off." And I was like, "Hey, it's great. Would you you like a bottle of water?" And he was like, "I would love a bottle of water." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well, I was like, I'm pretty sure we've got some in the fridge in there." But I was like, "Let me run in there and grab some." And so I come back out, and I just kind of sat down there, like beside him. You know, he had set up, and you know, he introduced himself and. I introduced myself because the first thing when people meet me, uh, like the thought that usually does not go through their mind is I bet this is the pastor. <laughs> I mean, Brad, to, to anybody that fits that category in their defense, you do look like somebody who belongs in a motorcycle gang. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're on a, on a show about uh, duck calls. <laughs> that's true yeah or or yeah like like the american type of man for yeah. sure yeah yeah <laughs> so i sit down and, and kind of get to know a little bit you know about him and he was uh you know just trying to get from one place to the other mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and sometimes god will sometimes as a pastor people will say stuff and they're looking for me to affirm them in mm. that. And I've got yeah. to be like, no, you know, so he's like, well, you know, I appreciate the water. I appreciate, you know, what you're doing. He's like, and it kind of, kind of like the, you know, all roads, mm. you know, yeah. lead to, to Rome kind of deals like, oh, you know, you know, as long as you're, you're doing good and you're doing all this and you're living a good life and your good outweighs your bad kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. it really doesn't matter, you know, what kind of religion. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, the problem with that is Jesus doesn't leave room for that. Yeah. Like right. the exclusivity of, of the gospel is set up by Jesus. He says, he yeah. is, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Yeah. John 14, and, six. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and again, I, he wasn't like, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, so we talked a bit about that. And what is interesting is, is I found that it, we're having this conversation. and I'm kind of sharing the gospel, you know, with him. And like the dude starts crying. And he's hmm. like, you know, I'm he, he went from kind of the standpoint of, you know, well, as long as we're doing our best or whatever to this, I'm, I'm really not worthy of love. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you know, that's that's the beautiful thing of the gospel. Now, I wish I could tell you that the, the conversation ended with him accepting Jesus as, yeah. as a Savior. Um, it didn't. Uh, I did share with him, you know, if we keep these Gospels of John around, to share with him the Gospel of John, encourage him yeah, to read yeah. that, and, you know, and, you know, told him he was, he was welcome. I haven't seen him ever again since that day. Right. Um, but, you know, it talked about how, Right. Well, the Bible says, you know, the way you're feeling and all this guilt. Well, like, yeah, we are guilty. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus paid the price for that guilt. So the yeah. worldly guilt leads to death and it pulls us down. But the godly guilt turns us to to, their, to our Savior right. for that repentance and love. And and so, again, that interesting conversation, but I would put him as a as a as a skeptic. But again, yeah. probably not so much as a cynic, you know, he, yeah, yeah. And it was just interesting though, to see how, 
as I talked to him, what he was holding, you know, so tight, like when, when I hit him with the truth, how that I, I wasn't expecting him to tear up and start crying. Right. Um, yeah. But again, sometimes I go, okay, God, I've got to remember that you are working in people's lives before I got here, here, and you're going to be yeah. working in their lives after because you are, you're calling men to you. You're calling men to, to be saved. So, right. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I suppose, <clears throat> Brad, I suppose for me, I have dealt probably more directly with cynics than skeptics using, mm -hmm. you know, using your, your, the delineation of your definitions. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, when I was doing my doctoral work specifically, um, I was around a lot of them. And I mean, like, you know, listeners, if you're new to the show, uh, I teach, um, I, I teach at a, at a small Christian college in Jackson, Tennessee. I'm an associate professor of music. Um, I got, a, I got a doctorate degree in music from the university of Mississippi, um, and master's degree in music from, uh, and bachelor's of music from Murray state university. When I went to college as an undergrad, and then obviously all through, all through my, my, my graduate degrees, I mean, like, dude, the music department, the art department, the dance department, the theater department, that is, that is the liberal, that is the most liberal left that you can, that you can get. Um, and I, I, and I love these folks. So, dude, seriously, I love them. Um, but I, I think I've dealt more with really cynics than mm -hmm. I, again, I have skeptics and it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that they were intellectuals. They were just cynical. Um, cause I think, I think you can be cynical and not have an intellectual ground, grounding of your cynicism. And I also think that it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's certainly quite possible, um, to be intellectually grounded and have cynicism anyways. So for me, the most, the, the I think like if there's, if there's really a theme that I have experienced the most in particularly, you know, those circles, those crowds, it is, it's actually relates to their opposition to what you just said, Brad, about the exclusivity of Christ. Um, it's not even really, I mean, I've definitely heard like the, the gospel is do's and don'ts, but it's, it really is that Jesus is the only way and there's nothing that we can do about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, and I remember, I think I was probably more outspoken about it in my doctorate degree. Um, I remember actually kind of not having it out by any means. I, Cause I really love, I really love like, um, professional and very, um, like amiable type of conversations with people that don't, that, that they have nothing to do with the church. Don't believe in Jesus, you know, whether that, whether they would claim to be atheists or not, doesn't matter. The, the, but just the idea that, that they're willing to sit down, have a cup of coffee and not lose their ever loving minds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that, it, I think it's a good thing that Christians do that too, because I mean, nobody, like nothing good comes out of just, you know, going bonkers, over, over, over what you believe and then trying to, you know, trying to force feed that down somebody else's throat. But, um, you know, you know, one of the things that I think in the culture that we live in today, mm -hmm. right. There, there are a lot of people that look at our society, that look at what's going on and they go, 
something's broken. This is broken. Yes. Life is broken. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to the kids and or some teenagers the other day, and I was like, you know, that's that's the first step to understanding and receiving the gospel. Right. Is we'll yeah. see that no, it's exactly right. Yeah. And, yeah. Cause I, I mean, mean like, I don't know anybody that, that, you know, that's like, yeah, I mean, life's great and it's exactly the way it should be. I Who have, are, so I have, I've never spoken to anybody that actually holds that particular view as a worldview. Yeah. I have, ta- I've definitely talked to people where they hold that as a personal view yeah. that, I mean, you know, things things are things are sometimes going to turn up bad. But as you mentioned, you know, as long as as long as I keep my car in the lane, I'll be good. Yeah. Um, and and so I think that I think that is personally. I also think that's quite exclusive because, um, I mean, be like you know, having having some sort of innate ability to quote unquote be better than another person makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like you can make better decisions, I suppose, but, but like in terms of, in terms of your good nature, which I know is very philosophical, but in terms of your mm. like good nature, is it, is it your actions that are creating good or are you yourself innately good? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so, yeah, like, I think, I definitely think that, that people would agree by and large that the world sucks that the world's screwed up mm. but at the same time i think there's a lot of people at least again in my experience that have that have i mean very blatantly overtly said um you know as long as as long as my boat's floating i'm 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 good you know yeah. um and so uh, following that following that train of thought um <clears throat> brad in your experience how has how have Christians that, that at least that you're aware of, how have Christians approached sharing the gospel? Maybe not necessarily you, because clear, like and, and again, listeners, if you're new to the show, Brad and I are like we love each other very dearly. We've been brothers in law for what I guess are you do you have to go on 18 years? Is that right? Doing the math here. I'm <laughs> like like DJ, thanks for like yeah, yeah, in I'm 2005, no, 19. 19 years. Okay. So Brad and I have known each other for 19 years. Um, but we're very different people. Brad, I would say that you are you are far more overt about about making a beeline to Jesus than I am. Hmm. Um and not not to say that's a good or a bad thing, but again, in your experience, how do Christians approach sharing the gospel to, you know, to a skeptic? Well, I think one. I think one. I think one of the unfortunate statistics, and again, I think ninety-nine percent of statistics, or was it seventy-five or thirty-seven <laughs> yeah, percent right, of statistics, yeah. are made up on the spot. But uh, statistically <laughs> speaking, there is a large percentage of Christians that, according to again these surveys, have admitted that they've never shared their faith. So, so I think uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in a very there's a very real percentage um, they don't. Yeah. They don't. It's kind of like, well, you know, I, I think about an episode of Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. And Elaine is dating this guy. And then she finds out that he's a Christian. And she's like, 
she's upset because he hasn't shared with her, even though she doesn't want to become a Christian. But she's like, why haven't you shared with me? He was like, well, I'm not the one going to hell. Now again, this is this is this is you know this this is again. I'm not saying this is good theology. No, no. like yeah, that's but, yeah, that's clearly kind of that's that, clearly tongue in cheek. Kind but... of that mindset of like like look, I'm saved. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I've so you have I think that that percentage of people that that for one reason or another they 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 aren't actively sharing their faith. Yeah. Now. I think there's a lot of different factors that flow in that. You know, it, it, if you sincerely are like that guy and you just don't care, then then I'm going to go like you probably need to make sure you know the man yourself. Um, yeah, it's no, it's exactly right. It was yeah. like you, you, you know, you're sure that you don't have religion because yeah. relationship with Jesus will change your heart and the way that you look at other people, yeah, and the way that you value other people. Yeah, uh, religion will change your daily that, schedule. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that that are that are afraid. I think that they have on a, a desire, but they're afraid to. And I think Satan uses that fear. And, and we all have fears, right? Uh, some are different. Like I can, it, it's easy for me to stand up and preach in front of a group of people. Mm. Um, I have more difficulty starting one-on-one conversations. Now, when God runs me into one-on-one conversations, yeah, it's easier for me to go, especially, I mean, if it's in the church parking lot. It's like, mm. well, I'm the pastor. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I'm going to talk theology. Okay. You know, those yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Because, um, so, because, Honestly, I, I would say there's a there's a lot of people that are much better evangelists uh, than than I am who who are who are out there having those conversations. Um, but but here's my thing: How do people start? Well, I I think that's that's one of the keys is we need to start. We need to have that conversation. Sure. But here is is too. I think this is a big part of it from a Christian standpoint. From mm-hmm. um, don't make that person your project. Oh, dude, yeah. But and I, and I think yeah. sometimes that's the problem because because what happens when that person doesn't accept Christ and then you right. give up on them? Yeah, you what disappear. Does, right. What does that say about Jesus? Love people where they are. And love them enough to be sharing with them the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you to go to hell. Right. It's it's a reality. God doesn't want you to go there. You know, God's paid the price so you don't have to go there. Right. You know, he, he yeah. Wants, and so so I so I think that but the first part is is have those conversations, and be real, be real, love the people. Right. Have friends that 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 aren't believers, and yes, be sharing Jesus with them. But right, but not not as a caveat of if if I like if you want to keep this relationship up with me, then you're going to need to you're going to need to understand that I'm going to share the gospel with you all the time. 
And and if I'm going to share the gospel with you all the time and you're not going to like accept Jesus and mm-hmm. be like me, then I don't think we can hang out. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of at all of that whatsoever. Um right. because again, you know, that's I don't I actually don't think that's loving people. I think that's loving no. the idea of of maybe people or loving the idea of of people being a vehicle for evangelism. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's almost it's it's backwards. Um, well, evangelism's I, I, the, the vehicle for people, not people for for evangelism. Well, yeah, I think that we get really confused with with what we are supposed to do versus who we are supposed to be. Um, God talks about growth, right? He talks about the vine and the branches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he right. talks about abiding in Him, so being a part of the vine. Um, I think that growth and sharing and doing these things, yes, we need to be intentional, but also it needs to come organically. Right? Sometimes we try to force things, and, and see that and, right there we think is actually that's what we what we're supposed to do. And that's that is the majority in my in my life experience, Brad. That's the majority of approach that Christians have had on skeptics or cynics. Yeah. It's it is very forced, and and again, there's no relationship. There's 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 really no care at all mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it whatsoever. It's just it's seriously it's in in you know, listeners may 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 disagree with this, but at that point in time, it's just another product. It's white noise. You know, it's there's there's nothing really that attractive about it just because you're blabbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And and if we're in love with Jesus, right, mm-hmm. that's going to come out. Now, again, I think we need to be intentional about the gospel. So I'm, I don't want to go to the other side where it's like, OK, right. I'll just, you know, I'll live my life and it's going to come out. But I love my wife. I love your sister. Mm-hmm. And. And I talk about her more than I realize I talk about her mm-hmm. because I love her. Right. And, then, you know, people are like, oh, man, your, your wife sounds so awesome. And sometimes I'm like, do you know my wife? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is awesome. But I'm saying, like, like how do you, like, that's great. Like, who's told you about my wife? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, like, you haven't stopped talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> have I been talking about my wife? Yeah, right. Because I live, I live my life with your sister on a daily basis. We're doing life together. You know, yeah. she's 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 my bride, and so when I don't, even when I don't realize it, yeah, I'm I'm talking about her and I bring her up, and I think that's for me. We're looking at it. how do we you know, share with skeptics. I think one of the things is we know Jesus and we Mm. get to know Jesus more. We get to trust his spirit more because Jesus is going to transform us. And we worry so much about what we need to do when often God is, is telling us like, look, come and be, come and be. Yeah. And, and yeah, there are do things, but, but I think far often, far too often we, we confuse those right. things like, well, I'm a Christian, so I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. Um, and then sometimes it can just become so burdensome. And I'm going to tell you what, it, like, 
I want people to share the gospel, right? But but if every part of the joy is sucked out of your life when you start talking about Jesus, yeah, maybe go spend more time with him first. Yeah, right. That's exactly like, cause, right. Because you're, you're, you're not in alignment. I'm not saying you're missing Jesus, but you're not in alignment with something. Yeah, right. right? Because, because the more I know Jesus, the more I love Jesus. The more I know Jesus, the more I want other people to know Jesus. Right. And, and I get frustrated myself, too, because sometimes, because I don't want people to think. Like I said, like there's times when I struggle because I feel like I'm a horrible evangelist. Mm-hmm. Because I know guys that I mean they're having these conversations every day. They they go to a restaurant, you know. They're, they're gonna be like, how can I pray for you? You know, how can I do this? And but I've also come to realize that sometimes that's the personality thing, right? There's yeah. some people that can start a conversation with anybody. And man, and there's some of us that 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 we struggle a little more socially. This is where I had to get to, DJ, because I was like, oh, you know, I was feeling so guilty sometimes about not going out and starting these conversations. And I do mm-hmm. think, again, God wants us to be involved in other people's life and, and have these conversations. Yeah. But it kind of dawned on me, like, if you said, hey, Brad, here's a suitcase full of $10,000. I want you to go give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I would feel just as awkward. Walking up to somebody like, hey, here's ten thousand dollars. Because my brain's like, I, I just, what if I, there's so many things going through my brain. It's all stupid. I mean, like, who's not one? Like, they're going to be like, is this stolen or where's this? Yeah, right. Where's yeah. This from? Yeah. Or, or what if I say the wrong things or or what if they, th- you know? And I go through these things. They're more about me and things I need to work through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Um, but I think, again, we, we need to be having these conversations with skeptics, but here is, we need to be having relationships with people who are skeptical and cynical. Yes. We yeah. need to be yeah, like, in relation. Get, and, get and out that's, there. That's one of the reasons why I have always loved, ironically, I'm not around them now, yeah. at least not, I'll say this, not the same types of skeptics. I'm not around now working where I'm at as when I was, you know, at, at the state, at the state. Uh, state universities. And I, and I actually do miss some of that. I actually miss a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, again, I love the, I love the contrasting thought. I love being able to have, you know, like curious conversations mm-hmm. um, with people that don't see eye to eye with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think, I definitely think now that we live personally in a culture where um, you have to apologize not to the person, you have to apologize to the world if you disagree with somebody. You know, like it's it's one of these things where if you know if if you're if you're not in line with society mm-hmm. and and you disagree with you know with with I don't know how our government is making decisions, which to be quite honest is very easy to disagree with. But I mean. <laughs> Like if, you know, if you're one of the, if if you, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) But, but I mean, if, you know, if you, if you disagree with the, um, the social norm, I really believe that I see it, I see it with my students. I see it uh, just in day-to-day stuff and social media that you owe everybody an apology Mm -hmm. and no, you don't. 
you don't know anybody in apology. Actually, what you need to do is, is like you were saying, like, go find those folks. And, yeah. and by go find those folks, not, you know, don't <laughs> don't go out on a, on a street corner with a with a picket sign yeah. that says, be my friend. Let's have a combo, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so so let me tell you that that, that, that brings up this thought. And, and I've never yeah. done this partially because I'm afraid. So I probably should. <laughs> There's this guy that went to this coffee house and he, he wanted to share Jesus. And so he put a sign that said, I'll buy you a coffee if you let me share my story with you. Right. And he sat there like for hours. Nobody took him up on that. Nobody. Oh, wow. Nobody did. And so he's like, so he's praise about this. And he's like, okay. So, so the next day he goes back, but this time uh -huh. he puts on, on the sign. If you'll share your story with me, I'll buy a coffee. I bet everybody wanted to. <laughs> and, and, right. And, and he had, he bought so many coffees that day because yeah, he had yeah. so many people because people want someone, they, they want to be heard. Yeah. Because here, here's one of the innate things that is in us. And I think it's a God given thing. We want mm -hmm. to belong because we, we're supposed to belong. We're supposed to belong together in Christ yeah. with one another in community. And so we have this thing in us where we want to belong because we need to belong. Yeah. Now, the problem is we typically want to try to change ourselves to belong or mm -hmm. we want to change other people. So they can belong with us. Yeah, so right. So Absolutely. they can belong with us yeah. instead of looking at we need to look more like Christ by being in Christ, not, not yeah. by acting more Christ-like, right. but by becoming more Christ-like because we know him and, and we're growing in him. And so, but listen to other people because people yeah. want to talk. People Dude. want to talk about themselves and their story. And, and I, you, know what? You're, you are not harming yourself. If you sit and listen to an atheist tell you why they don't believe. No, you're not. not Absolutely you're not. No, if, if no, no, sitting, no. If, if you sit and listen to someone, again, a Hindu, talk about their faith. Right. God will open those doors. You know, Paul went to Mars Hill and there was this altar to the unknown God. Because unknown they were so, God. Yep. They were so religious that they had altars to all these gods and they were afraid they were going to leave one out. And, and mess up. And so Paul goes, hey, let me tell you yeah, right. about the unknown God. Well, but hang on here, Brad. Like you need I, I think it's I think it's important to illuminate why Paul was there. When I say why Paul was there, yeah, he was there to share the gospel. But why was he why was he like why did he find that particular that particular um, the, like that altar, he was walking around looking at the altars. He, mm -hmm. he was, he, he didn't like the way that he worded it, it the way that he words it in, in scripture is something along the lines of, I was walking around looking at your altars, not yeah. I was walking down the road and this one was closest. Like yeah. he, he deliberately went out of his yeah. way and was, and was observing like that. You mean to tell me that's okay? You know, like, of yeah. course it is. Shoot, people are people. You're broken. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I suck. You know, yeah. so. Um, well, it, yeah, we're, well, we're all broken. We're all a mess. Yeah. I mean, one of the yeah. things that Tabby and I say is, is tell me, it was like, we're all a mess. Some of us just hide it better than others. Yeah, it's exactly we're right. We're broken yeah. people in a broken world with broken systems. And we had a savior who was broken for us. So Correct. we could be right. unbroken. So this is the first time I've ever shared this with anybody. I've had this thought for, for several years, but I've never done anything with it. Um, and I think it's just because like, 
I don't know. I haven't been motivated enough. And sometimes, and most of the time I'll just think, I mean, I'd take a lot of time and I don't have that kind of time, whatever. Um, I have, I have always wanted to set up a table right there in the middle of, right there in the middle of, of a university with the sign that simply says, ask me a question. I want so badly to just, to just be there in the middle of everybody just to see how many people want to want to walk up and ask me anything because I just, I just want to, like, I want to, I really want to just talk to people because I'm curious to know who they are. What, you know, what are they like? Um, but, um, and what's what's funny. And I think, and I think this will come as a shock to some people who do know me is like, that sounds like the worst day of my life. (laughs) I love having conversations (laughs) with people. But for me not to know what to expect, like, yeah, right. like, like that's like, like, what did I do wrong? Why do I have to stand out here? <laughs> and like, I, what questions may they, I'm going to worry about the, the 350,000 questions that they don't ask me. <laughs> that they don't ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Which would lead you like, so when they do ask you a question, you're actually beginning to think to yourself, wait a minute, why didn't yeah. they ask me another question? What other questions didn't they ask me? Um, so what's your favorite here, color? Yellow. No, blue. Blue. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as Brad, as you and I were talking before the show, um, another question that I, I've, I've thought often about, um, and I, I w- I'd like to kick it off with this, but the question is, what about, what about the message of Christ should not be shared to a skeptic? And this isn't really the message of Christ, but it's, it is our like human beings, our desire to not just understand things, but to begin to control things. Um, not to say that anybody would do this, but in my personal opinion, if you're talking to a skeptic or a cynic, don't you dare have a conversation about uh, predestination. Don't you dare have a conversation about about the elect or or you know like uh what you actually think is is the method upon which you know god or god or jesus or whatever your whatever your faith faith system would would say how how it is determined who does and who does not go to heaven and who goes to hell like no way no absolute way no way because that that has that plays that part of that part of 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 the Christian faith, I think, is a, is a wonderful coffee talk for people that are already saved that are just simply trying to know more about their own faith. So so let me kind of, I guess, piggyback on that. It reminds me of a conversation I had with the guy in college. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, by the way, am horrible at grammar, uh, which is mm. a pretty big deal when you're writing papers in college <laughs> yeah especially for you an english especially for an english me. class <laughs> um, that, that you want to pass um i feel like i'm a decent writer when it comes to content but like mm-hmm. where do i put the comma i still for the love of god do not know <laughs> I, I just hilarious it's like math i understand Math is a friend of mine, grammar, (laughs) you know, in the English language and the the scope that's there and all the rules, which only apply some of the time, most of the time, (laughs) not really at all. I get confused. And so, but 
as I would assume on most college campuses, um, mm. they have some places where you could go to get help with that. Yeah. You know, some tutoring and stuff. And so they, they had this, the, the English department had this time where you could come in and you could bring your paper and somebody would proof your paper and, you know, and kind of do what the teacher would do and use the red pen, but then kind of help you walk through that. And I wrote a paper and it, and it was about, you know, my Christian faith because, okay. you know, I got to pick the subject or whatever. And so, and, uh, the friend who is before me and Tabby were together because she's really my, my grammarly now. Yeah. Uh, it was my freshman year. My friend who usually checked my papers was busy. So I went, I was like, all right, I, I want to get a good grade on this paper. And I know if I turn it in the way it is, <laughs> you're not going to get one. Yeah. It's going to come back very red and marked up. <laughs> and, you know, each deduction is like, so, so I go over there and the guy reads my paper and he's doing all this. And he goes, so you're Christian. I am. And he's like, well, I'm an atheist. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I grew up in a, you know, around a family and they're very religious, you know, Christians. And he said, and, and they have told me that, yeah, there's just no hope for me because I'm a reprobate because, you know, and if you use this scripture and I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, this is, I understand, like, this is the scripture where they're bringing that out of, because he'd been turned over to a reprobate mind, right? Got it, yeah. And yeah. I was like, however, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I would not, you know, one, uh, go there or say, <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no hope for you that you have surpassed the grace of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of God and all that. And, and again, this is from... To my knowledge, the only conversation that ever happened to the guy. Yeah. He, did he like turn over and go, oh, well, I accept Jesus now. No, he didn't. Dude, I don't know where he is. I don't remember the guy's name. Probably ran if I ran to Walmart, wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, sure. I, I just remember the conversation. But one of the things that, that he wrote on the bottom of my paper was, um, if you ever need help again, just come back. And so... I took that as, hey, I appreciated the conversation. Yeah, man. You have, which was, and so, so again, um, don't make those judgments because we right. don't have the right to make those judgments. No, we um, don't. You're right. Um, uh, that's God's job. Now, yeah. uh, those who die without Jesus, right? It's it's hell. That's that's what the Bible says. That's not my judgment. But yeah, right. To, but to tell someone that they cannot be saved. Oh my gosh. Like where, where, yeah, I'm going to argue with like, that all day. Yeah. All and, day and yeah. Where, yeah. Where is that? Well, you know, I, like, like, like I, I, I had a disagreement I, with some, I had a disagreement with, with somebody. It was, again, it was a Christian and they were like, well, you know, I just believe that, you know, there's some people that they've, they've made a deal with the devil and I just don't think they can get saved. I said, I don't, I don't think his, no, I don't, I don't agree with you. I believe they can. I believe they can repent and come to Jesus because I believe Jesus paid the price for that debt too. Absolutely. Guess what? It, it it wasn't wasn't theirs to give anymore. You know. I mean, just yeah. you have to accept yeah. Christ. But yeah, yeah and, I, I don't, and, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It ain't Ursula. Okay. Like you, right. Satan, you know, look, I got this ironclad because Jesus yeah. pulled out the rules. 
so I yeah, I don't believe that there's yeah no you still yeah so you're still sucking wind I I like I don't know <laughs> you're still sucking wind there's still hope for you there is still hope for you like, yeah like. Well, and and I th- I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you you thought that that the question was an interesting question about you know the just say it again. What about the message of Christ should not be shared to a skeptic? Because um, again, that's not you know, the, it, what we're talking about. That's not the message of Christ. That's against the message of Christ. Like, yeah, absolutely, it's against the message of Christ. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, but but I mean, to some people, it may not yeah. be. You know what I mean? Um, and well, sometimes what we think is the message of Christ. Like we need to and that's Christ. that's that's solid, man. It's legit. Yeah. Like, do we even know what the message of Christ is? I mean, if I were to, if if I were to say, if somebody were to ask me, DJ, you know, you got 15 seconds. What's the message of Christ? Commandment number one: love Lord, love Lord God your your heart, or love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are commandments. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, like saying. that's. Like and then John fourteen six nobody comes to the Father except through me right yeah but but I mean seriously like I, I you, guess, I guess can... right off the top of my head so right off the top of my head I, I heard like, yeah. like Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief yeah this is, this is yeah. <laughs> yeah right of who I am chief yeah but he, the, came, yeah. he came to save <laughs> us you know yeah. he who believes in the Son is not condemned he who does not believe in the Son is condemned already. Um, but God wants to uncondemn you. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, 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 that's right. He took the condemnation. So yeah. uh, come to Jesus. Right. He loves you. He does love you. Yeah. You. Like, yeah, he loves he you in ways you. that I know. I, like, I don't even, my brain doesn't comprehend yeah. it. Yeah. But anyways, um, so we're running out of time, but I do have this last one. In your in In your experience, Brad, do you feel like Christians have made it easier or harder to speak to skeptics about Jesus? So, mm, <laughs> such a, this is such a messy question. It's almost I'm, a leading question. It's, it's almost like not fair, right? Like again, I'm setting well, you up. Because <laughs> on one hand, I go, okay, Christians, and then those who are calling themselves Christians, right? who, yeah. I, again, may or may not, know jesus um so let me, let me say this way um i there's a quote in one of the songs contemporary songs back in the day um it's the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is christians who serve mm-hmm. them with their lips and walk out the door and go on with their lifestyles yeah um now again part of me is like if if you're serving jesus with your lips and you're going all along with your lifestyle do you know him you can call mm-hmm. yourself a Christian, but but do you know Jesus? And and we're not, like we definitely all have seasons. I think of of struggle and rebellion, but but like yeah, like if if you've come to Jesus and you are not changed, maybe we need to go back and look at the gospel. Maybe I mean, it's look, true. Like because uh, God says, "Come as you are," but he, he he doesn't leave us as we are. Now, that doesn't mean that we are. Like all of a sudden, hey, look, I came to Jesus and my anger problem is completely gone. For some people, sure. But for yeah. a lot of us, it's like, no, God's going to work in you in yeah. that. Uh, yeah. I was, I, I read a book once. There's a guy that came to Jesus Christ in prison. And, and mm-hmm. again, like legit. But he was like in this gang, this rough guy. And this, mm-hmm. this, this, this guy was threatening his life. He said, 
And part of his testimony was, I had come to Jesus, right? But I was still in this gang, and I'm still, like, working out what that even means. And God's still working out, showing me what that even means. And this yeah. guy had threatened my life. And so here was my plan. I had I had my mouth full of lighter fluid. I had a lighter that I had snuck in. He said, I, I jumped on the guy. He's on the ground. I spit the lighter fluid in his face, and I went to light the lighter, which was my plan. You don't mess with me. Yeah. And he said, in that moment, in that singular moment, God's spirit stopped me from lighting that lighter. Mm -hmm. And I got off of the guy and I, like, and I walked away and, and he's like, I'm so thankful because, you know, th that he did, because I was about to make this huge, horrible mistake. But, but again, he still knocked the guy down, that lighter fluid in his face. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> sanctification yeah. is a process. Sanctification is a process. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy goes, no, 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 I don't like that. Right. Yeah. And I think in, I think in, in, in my experience, Christians have made it harder. And it's not up to me to really delineate who is and who's not. That's a, mm -hmm. that's, that's a God call. I mean, I can I can talk about actions and I can talk about I can talk about, you know, yeah. the evidence of the fruit of the spirit. But it's but it's still right. it's it, still an it, it's still an outward judgment. It's not it's not that one's not up to me. Right. So having said that. When 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 Christians are locked in on a works based salvation mm. and and there. Yeah. And and there it seems as if as if they're you know, because they have accepted Jesus, they're now the traffic cop. Do you know how many times I, I, I have that conversation as a pastor? I, I, uh, I'm Rick, like, I, I, I am not God's police officer. Just so I you know. I'm right. I, I mean, I, 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 I take, I take issue with it. I do. I take issue with it. And, and so I think, I think certainly using, using that as an out, it's super easy for skeptics Mm -hmm. To use that as evidence of, I mean, you know, these people or you know, this happened to me or whatever, and they say they're Christians. What's the difference? But at the same time, I also mm -hmm. think that I also think that if you if I if I could get into that kind of conversation, which I mean, I have before mm -hmm. and it's and again, it's not in a not in a in a heated way. But if I can get into that conversation or, if you know, if any of you or any of our listeners can, you're already 15 steps ahead of of a lot of people because you're actually in the conversation. You know what I mean? You get to have an opportunity to respond it. Respond well, and to here's, it. And here's one of the things, let me say this too, because I think it goes worth saying with, with that, if, and how do we be more Christ-like? Mm -hmm. My dad taught me very early on. So, so in, I guess, you know, he, he never called it the discipleship journey, but he was discipling me, you know, even though I didn't always realize that, right? As he was raising me to, you know, he said, if you are getting in an argument, and, and again, with that, this this heated, not a debate, mm -hmm. this yeah. argument where, where all these emotions are flying about the the Bible, he said, you you've gone, you're going against the Bible at that point. Mm -hmm. Like you 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 might as well just stop because yeah. you know, where's the grace? Where's the love? Where's now that doesn't mean we can't be passionate, right? But again, God reminds us to anger and not sin, and that's really hard for us. So, 
Yeah. We, we really need to not let our anger drive. We need to turn it over to Jesus in those things. And so I mean, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. Until I meet somebody, I have never met somebody who said, I came to Jesus because of a Facebook argument. <laughs> And so until I do, I'm going to keep saying that's probably not the best way to to go about things. People will comment sometimes on my posts. And like again, I'm a pastor. Sometimes I put those posts out. Sometimes people are trying to bait me. This is what I tend to do. If if it's something I need to respond to, Mm -hmm. I respond privately. I'll send a message. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Love to talk to you about that. We can talk here. You know, um, depending on who it is. I mean, like, you know, if it's a yeah, friend of mine yeah. or something or somebody I know from my past, I'll be like, Hey, I give you, here's my phone number. You right. know, I'd love to have a call. But I think there's a lot of things that don't need to be taking place on in those public forums. One, because they're not, well, well, you know, well, Paul went up. Yes, Paul did. And he was talking and people could see him. Yeah. Face to face. That's language. correct. Right yeah. Not, not every word is misconstrued. Right. And we've had and, that too. Right. And, like, oh, yeah, somebody yeah. sends a text. Just just recently, someone said, "Oh, it's a text." Oh, wow, that looks like are they angry? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, is that well, and not only aggressive? that, like no, not just, only sometimes... that, but but Paul, Paul, not just was he face to face, but because he was face to face, he would he would accept. I mean, and it's the system of conversation that if you're face to face, and Paul delivers an argument, there's gonna like there's going to be rebuttal. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's not just that Paul has to answer and show show himself, mm-hmm. but the people that he's addressing yeah. also have that opportunity. Yeah, social media robs that completely. Yeah. So here, here's my thing: we need to be having conversation about Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I also think, like, one of the things I want to ask is 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 if you are having those conversations about Jesus, I also want to ask you this: um, When's the last time you fed somebody because they were hungry? Because we need to do that too. Because mm-hmm. so some sometimes we get this one stream who they want to do social justice and let's forget about the gospel. But you forget about the gospel, you've left the gospel out. That's no gospel. Um, but some people want to they they want to go over here and they just want to share words without you know. And and I think there again, that's where sometimes the gospel it doesn't lose its power. But but it's not as like why would I believe that you believe that? Well, God loves everybody, and I love you. Well, man, I, I'm so hungry. I just, you know, I don't have anything to eat after I left my lunch. And yeah, oh, yeah. It sucks to be you today. You know, that's, that's not, you know, well, Jesus. I, said, I hope that you're able to find some food. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah I'll pray you're for exactly, you. Please, exactly oh, right. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm all about praying. Pray, pray, pray. But sometimes we gotta we gotta go. Maybe we're the answer to the prayer that's already been prayed. Boom. Maybe God's sending us to. To do that, so Jesus yeah. had compassion on the people when he fed them because <laughs> they were hungry. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, but he also gave them the bread of life, which was himself. And he said, "Hey, yeah. so both, right? Yeah. Have conversations. Get to know people. Get to know people. Love, love people. Stop being yes. afraid of them, Brad." And and I <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. I think we should uh, we should bring this one to a close. Yeah, listeners, as always, we love that you love our show. Get to know folks. Share share yeah. the show with with somebody that that you know completely disagrees with you, 
And if they don't ever listen to it, that's fine. But th- it's a it's a great opportunity to at least start a conversation. Get yeah. get the get them to be curious. And Maybe if you're you not both curious, think these two guys are idiots. Like, like yeah, yeah, that's okay. Really I mean, the there's, like, like, and there's some table talk, right? Yeah, yeah, they're both idiots? morons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're happy. We're gonna send the conversation. We'll probably that's agree right. with you. Yeah. <laughs> and and now you guys have something to talk about. Um, you guys, thank you so much for how much um, you you love our show and that you you support us and what we're doing in all of our endeavors. Remember that you can follow us in our Facebook group on Instagram. Um, and uh, Brad, you've got you've got some music going on there, boss. <laughs> Who is that? Carrie <laughs> Beth. Carrie Beth. That's Carrie yeah. Beth. Awesome. Carrie Beth. Carrie yeah. Beth is singing. Um, well, um, you know where to go. Check out the check out uh, the um, the podcast on iTunes or Spotify wherever you can get it. Rate and review us. Um, let us know how we're doing. Um, but beyond that, Brad, love you, buddy. Love you too. Next time. Listeners, we'll catch you next time.